What's going on, everyone? Welcome to BigCast, episode 100, and in typical season gaming fashion, we thought we were live, and we just did four minutes of a show that no one was watching, so we're going to go ahead and start this whole thing over again. So, with me today, Dan, the Rally Rodriguez, my partner in crime, who is with us uh, every week here. Uh, Bert is back, the BitCast OG, the guy that uh, we started this BitCast uh, a few years back, which we'll talk about, uh, the the infamous return of Sir Wet Blanket. So right. just a reminder that if you're excited about something, if there's a new game release coming, uh, new console, if uh, you, know, you hear a rumor that's got you excited and you just need to calm down a little bit, reach out to Bert. He will douse that flame faster than you can even blink. Real quick. It is wet. <laughs> so it's nice to have our favorite fake Mexican back in the house. And then for the first time joining us, and I don't have any jokes here, this is Carl Dwyer from across the pond, as we like to say. Uh, one of my favorite people I've met on Twitter, a new contributor to Season Gaming, and he's a an, uh, technical engineer to boot. So, Carl, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll try this whole thing all over again. So now that we, uh, you know, kind of got this going. So, all right. So I figured before we get started, we joke a little bit around the, how the BitCast got started. So uh, a few years back, Bert and I were uh, kind of just talking about games every day and, you know, talked about possibly doing a, a podcast. And so back on May 7th, 2017, we did our very first BitCast. It was episode zero. It was like a beta run. We actually never published it. And believe me, you're welcome. Because um, actually, we should. It's probably be funny to go back and, and look at now. But the topics at the time, which uh, I'll mention again, were uh, Darksiders three possibly coming, Battlefield one having technical issues, and Dice is still working on those, as we all know. And the Switch had just launched. I don't think at the time anyone knew how popular the Switch would become. So <clears throat> our first published episode, though, was on May twenty fifth in twenty seventeen. And uh, we were just joking that uh, the first, I think, four episodes of the Big Cast were actually copyright claimed. Because back then, we used to add footage to each episode. And Nintendo will copyright claim you uh, faster than Bert will douse you with his wet blanket. So. True story. <laughs> That's quick, too. That's quick. Yeah, it's quick. It's quick. And back then, we only did the podcast every two weeks, too. We did two a month. And so that's why we're. it's taken us a little longer to hit episode 100 here. But um, it's been a great time. It's been a great ride. We've had some uh, really funny moments over the past few years. It's hard to believe that, what, that's one month from now. It'll be three years since we started this thing. And um, didn't we have longer podcasts back then, too? There were, like, almost two hours back in the day. Some of them were. Yeah. yeah, we had a few like hour 40s, hour 45s, mm-hmm. um, just because we were just rambling and we didn't really know how to stay on topic. <laughs> we didn't know what the hell we were doing. I went back last night and watched a little footage from Zero and a couple others. And I, you could, like, I was so nervous. It, it's just hilarious to look back on. They were very procedural, if I remember correctly. Yes, it yeah, was yeah. like it was like I was at work, yeah. you know. <laughs> and, we very, both, and me and Aids both public speak at work all the time, so it's even weirder. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> Like I've I've spoken to you know rooms of executives and yet I'm nervous for doing a podcast that four people are ever going to listen to. At the time, we're a little more than four now, thankfully. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, then uh, you know I happened to meet Dan on Twitter of all places, uh, 
and realize, I think I've joked about this before, that Dan and I started interacting on Twitter, not even realizing that at the time we lived like 10, 15 minutes apart. So uh, we became friends and uh, asked him on the show. I wanted to ask you guys, Bert, Dan. So I went in and looked last night. Take a guess as to what episode Dan first joined us. 69. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> not your favorite episode. Oh, not at all. Damn. Got a guess? I don't know. So do you mean like what number? Or do you mean yeah, like yeah. What, ep- what episode number he first debuted? Because you were originally a guest, and then we asked you right. full time a, a couple episodes later. But when did you first guest? I'm say, say 62. Yeah. I mean, it's. I, I would guess it's probably around there. I'd say 58. Okay. So it's funny because I was in the same ballpark. I was like, man, it's probably been 40, 50 episodes, right? You actually first joined us on episode 24. Holy crap. Jeez. That's right because we started doing the weekly thing. Yeah. So oh, that yeah. was yeah. that was April twenty third, twenty eighteen. So next wow. week or a week and a half will be two years. So uh, yeah, so you've been with us the majority of the time. That is nuts. <laughs> and we had uh, on that episode, all of us, all three of us, had just started playing God of War. Masterpiece, the masterpiece of the game. Yeah, pretty cool. So pretty cool to go back and uh, listen to last night. Although it was definitely different than you were still with digital hoarders, Dan. Yeah, you had a digital a hoarder time. shirt on. That's right. That was a long <laughs> time ago. Oh, the the days of DH. I, <laughs> I also went back last night just for the hell of it. Look through our channel, and our channel, um, Bert put a, a new video up on the Elite Controller Two uh, long term review, which is blowing up. So thanks to everyone checking that out. And um, I went back and I <laughs> the first video on our channel, and I know Bert's going to laugh at this one because we laugh about it all the time is actually I did an unboxing of the For Honor Collector's Edition, and I did it on the floor of my basement in front of a Kinect camera. That's how high quality that one was. I thought about, um, I actually thought about removing it from being a published video because it's so bad, but, you know, I leave it out there just for the hell of it. It's epic. It's awesome. <laughs> and I didn't script anything. I literally did it all off the cuff, and it's like a 12-minute video. So, yeah, you can imagine how good that went. Um, we do have a couple of videos now, too, that are over 100K. So, uh, Bert did a video on the Scuff Elite controller grips. That's uh, 104K. And then our, our PS4 controller video, Dan, it is 103K. It's about to be the number one video on the whole channel, believe it or not. That's insane, man. The reason, that is the reason I got the main comments is because of that, uh, that video. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And you are pleased with your choice, I hope. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey Diego, leave my uh, For Honor unboxing alone, man. The video is epic. You know it was. Yeah, that was Epically awesome. bad. <laughs> like, guys, I like this a lot. This, uh, this statue is really good. Let me, um, let me let me scroll down for you. That's like pretty it. much what it was. That's pretty much what it was. If I wish I still had a picture of how I set up to do that video because it was absolutely absurd. Can you say your knees were like hurting for a couple of days after? Yeah, I was I was knelt in front of my coffee table in front of a Kinect camera. Oh, oh, that's right. We were experimenting with the Kinect camera for. Yeah, we were trying to use the Kinect to get things done. It was ridiculous. No. So. Anyway. So I figured we could all talk about kind of what's changed in gaming um, since we began the podcast. So three years ago, right in twenty early twenty seventeen. If so, we think about what's changed. Uh, obviously, PS five and uh, new Xboxes were not even a conversation. The Xbox One X hadn't even released yet. Um, the PS four Pro was actually the newest hardware at the time. Uh, games like um, what Spider Man, 
and uh, God of War had well, God of War had just released. Spider Man hadn't released yet. Um, it's kind of crazy. The Switch was early in its lifespan, and uh, I don't think anybody, uh, even us, because no, yeah, no, nobody, nobody would have, would have guessed the success of the Switch. No. Nope. It's a Nintendo magic piece, isn't it? They just they just mix up the form factor. They throw a load of IP at it, and it's just a success. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what they've done. And and, and you know, I think for me, what sticks out is uh, is Microsoft's comeback. And I'm gonna I'll, I'll call it that. It is, it is a comeback. And with a focus on uh, you know the, the the hardware with the with the X, what a, an amazing machine that is. But also, you've seen a load of studio acquisitions, and that that shows intent. So yeah, that is. Definitely for me, that is probably the biggest thing that sticks out. Sony just yeah. carry on being Sony. Yeah. Sony just, yeah, they kind of rolled all generation. You know, they just did things right and stayed with that momentum. I'm still perplexed at the Switch success. It's still kind of crazy to me that it's still what it is what it is. But hey, Animal Crossing, yo. That's right, baby. <laughs> we were talking a couple of weeks ago around Animal Crossing in Japan. And if a game, we were saying that if a game sells 100,000 copies in Japan, that's big news, right? Because Japan's a much smaller market than, uh, than the U.S. And uh, it's now nearing 3 million. In the Japan alone, gross. Mm. Crazy. Um, yeah, that's gross. Hideous. <laughs> but I think <laughs> I think we talked about though, and I, I know Bert mentioned this a while ago. I know we talked about it a while ago, at least a year ago on the Bitcast. But you know, their plan all along, right? Was they they did the smart thing by phasing out the DS and just making the Switch both the home and portable console. And I think that's really what's crushed it for them. Is it, it took over both markets because the DS was always a a huge seller for Nintendo. And so if you remove that and just make the, the home console the same as your portable console, I mean, sky's the limit. Yeah. Yeah, and then they just port over all the games with slightly updated <laughs> graphics. They're still and porting millions. games. Oh, yeah, and then make millions off of it. Yeah. It's insane to me. Well, I, they're getting ready to do. They're getting ready to do uh, Mario 64, Sunshine, Galaxy, and 3D World. You know they're going to sell millions each. Yeah, because they're even, they're going to bundle that crap. No. Nintendo, yeah, they're going to be like, here, each one of these are 60 bucks. There'll be a sale two years from now where you can get them for fifty, but you know, if you're lucky, yeah, maybe yeah, I'll still buy them. <laughs> yeah. Didn't we say the same about the Ring Fit? That's that's going to be like fifteen bucks in the discount bin. And dude, I didn't buy it because I figured I'll, I joked that I'll pick it up for fifteen bucks. You know, a couple months down the line, and uh, it went the other way. Yeah. That's yeah, Carl, I don't, I don't know if you've seen, but it's going for like 300 bucks right now. Might be because of the virus and everybody wants to do something fit and with the Nintendo, but it's stupid how expensive it is now. Speaking of uh, prior in the generation or since Fitcast started and Connect, I actually used to use the Xbox Fitness with Connect. Do you oh, guys yeah. remember that? Yeah. Oh, they had, had full on fitness routines that actually tracked your body movement and heart rate and calorie count and all this and you could do it in front of your connect in your living room and work out and they had all kinds of cardio programs and it was actually really really implemented well and naturally nobody used it yeah. i think pudge down there in the bottom still does that <laughs> no i've never used a fitness app in my life <laughs> i just got, eating a, got that eating a bagel full of cream cheese that was dripping all over my face i was over there brushing it out that's why i was a little late to get on here i was like oh my god come on this now it's just you know going to town and a half a donut i'm looking at a box of donuts right across from me right now all right, all right. Yeah. is there a donut simulator goddamn american 
You finished Fair. Donut You finished Donut County in like the first day, didn't you? All I want to do is make it to Cyberpunk 2077. Play have a couple playthroughs on it, then I'm good. I can die and not, you know, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Be my we're, we're, actually, we're going to talk a little bit about Cyberpunk here shortly. So, so, um, segue. So, segue. actually, we're not talking about Cyberpunk right now, <laughs> but we're going to talk about. Um, I want to hear from each of you on what you continue to love. You know about. Not necessarily gaming. I think anyone who listens or watches talks, you know, has a love for gaming in many different ways. But, um, you know, what's something that continues to stand out for you, whether it's a community, um, gaming in general, something like that? Well, yeah, go for it, man. I've, I've been with gaming since the Atari 2600. So, yeah. Yeah. Back in, back in, am I showing my age? Probably. Uh, but... <laughs> you're, you're in company here. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just think it, it, the way it's got to a social point now, I mean, uh, there's people I work with who our routine will be, we, we'll spend time at the moment, we spend time on conference calls all day, we'll go home, and then we'll be on call till, you know, one o'clock in the morning, you know, mm-hmm. that, that social thing, I just, that, that's what's changed. It's only getting bigger, and I think there's going to be less focus on the, the platform and more focus on the, the ecosystem going forward, but I think that's... Still, that's still exciting. That's still good. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Man, I don't know what I love about the. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know what I It sounds so bad, but I hate, I hate, I hate gaming Twitter, which is, you know, like <laughs> really part of the whole gaming experience anymore. Um, I just love to game. I mean, I, I like seeing the innovations. Obviously, you know, you just like you know, and you do meet some good people. You know, you guys, you know, but it's so few and far between, it's almost not even worth it anymore um, because of what it's become. However, um, I'm like right now with all this stuff going on, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to kind of go back, hit your backlog up um, and see, you know, and then see these stories start coming out that we'll talk about here in a little bit that are, you know, all the new innovations and, you know, where it's going, the new consoles coming out. Uh, I got super pumped about a controller that, I had no idea, you know, just, just like looking at it, you know, so it, it's cool to kind of still have those feelings um, this far into my hobby, you know what I mean? So it's, it's still exciting. Um, I, I'm hoping that, you know, we continue down that track, you know, we, we get everything that we, we, we want to get, you know, coming up this year. Um, who knows, man? I mean, I'm glad I met some of you guys and, um, I'm really happy to be able to do the podcast with you guys. And that's that's another cool part of this whole thing. You know, we didn't have this back in the day. It was forums and stuff where you kind of got on there and talked with people. And uh, being able to do this with all this new technology is super awesome. And be able to share it with, you know, some other people that, you know, have the same kind of uh, hobbies and stuff. It's awesome. Yeah, I got to agree with Dan. You know, you got a bunch of social media, just a bunch of booty hole comments going on. And I, I, got, I got over it like a long time ago. And it was one of the biggest things that I hated about gaming at the time was just how bad uh, Twitter and social media is. And it's kind of toxic to my one of the main reasons I kind of stepped away from a lot of gaming. But yeah. the actual gaming community and gaming with your friends is what brings you back every single time. You might be having a rough time in your personal life, might be having a rough time somewhere else and just having those stupid nights where you're gaming, whether it be a sports game, a shooter game, you got someone raging on the other side, just cracking you up or your friends being goofy or something. It's all a lot of fun. So <laughs> do I need to play lollipop? I can do it live. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> That's an old joke. Don't worry about that one. <laughs> 
We had a we had a friend who we game with that uh, got so mad at us one time because we were we were getting our asses kicked on. Well, we were playing Halo, right? We're playing Halo. Yeah, yeah we we're playing Halo, getting our asses kicked so bad, and yet we were we were drunk and we were being goofy and just laughing. And he got so mad that he actually muted us in the party, yet stayed in the party and kept playing. And we're like, we're like, what the hell's going on? And uh, it's a long story, but you know, we've all had those moments, right? I think that's. Um, that's what each of you just spoke to is that's what one of the things I like best is always just playing with friends and hanging out. And, you know, that's why I talk about those types of games all the time, because some of my favorite memories in gaming are playing in parties and just joking and chatting and just, you know, having a good time. So um, I think all of us, well, not Dan, but I think all of us, uh, I know Carl, we were talking about trying to play some Warzone too. Bert, Carl's a big uh, Warzone player and we're just the time zone, you know, the time zone always screws it up, but we'll get there soon. Yep. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, fun fact, fun, fun fact just before you go on, my, me and my uh, missus, I'm going to use that English, isn't that? Is that, is that, is that all right? Yeah, yeah, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I call my wife something else, but you can call her whatever you want. I mean, you're not going to. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and my, yeah, I was going to say it, but she's actually in the next room. It wouldn't be, uh, yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be wise. Uh, but no, we actually, uh, before we got together, together, uh, we actually played through um, Gears of War on the Xbox 360 in co-op. Yeah, so it's, it's there's there's gaming for you. You know what I mean? It's uh, it goes back. That's fantastic. Yeah, my my wife used to play. She doesn't. She gets um motion sickness now when she tries to play anything that has like active motion. But she used to play Halo like in multiplayer with us and everything. Um, she wasn't very good, but you know she tried. <laughs> <laughs> One time, one time she assassinated me on Halo, and she goes, "You got assassinated by a girl." And I was like, "Damn!" <laughs> I was like, "Trisha getting real here." If, if only she knew that it wasn't that uncommon. You yeah, know, that's, a bit. that's why. That's when Bert <laughs> at the party and started cussing. <laughs> yeah, that story was about Bert. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, was, that was me. Yeah. Um, so one of the other things we we're going to talk about before we really get into the topics of the week, we're really around, you know, how do we each think gaming is going to evolve? Um, and it's a good time to talk about it, right? Because we're we're on the cusp of uh, next gen, um, even though there's no generations, but, you know, we've got the new consoles coming out, hopefully still in the fall. Um, we've got things like xCloud, right? Stadia is booming. Um, <laughs> but Stadia is out there. Uh, it's there. Um you know, it's playable. Two months free right now. Yeah, right by now. The way. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, uh, Carl, you wrote a fantastic article, your first article for the site, actually, um, that we kind of went back and forth on a lot. Um, but you kind of looked at it at the perspective of where the console has come from, right, all the way back to the Odyssey and then where it could be going in the future. And we talk about things like virtual reality and, you know, cloud streaming and all those other things. So. Yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting. Um, it's obviously longer term, but especially in the next like 18 to 24 months, I'd say probably the next two years, it's going to be a lot of changes, I think, from where we are today um, by then. And I, I just don't know what you guys like. You don't really have to guess where it's going, but, you know, what are your thoughts on or what would you like to see um, as we get into next gen? What type of new technology would you like to get into? Carl, you can start with you, man. Do it, Carl. I think I think VR is going to be a big one, but because you I mean, who'd have thought how high Alex would be as popular as this? Yeah, man. I mean, and it's boosted VR sales for Valve's Valve uh, uh, Index. The index. Yeah, index. Yeah, yeah. So that so that shows you there's some type of 
there's a market there for it. But I was I was only thinking this the other day. This that all the, the infrastructure that we've got in place now, you don't really need an Xbox Live. You don't really need a, a PlayStation Network. The, the studios, if they really wanted to, could just go straight to the market. They could go straight to the end user. You've got that, all that technology is, is in place now. It might, be, might get to a point in, in the future where these software houses, Xbox Studios, for instance, is like your Netflix, and they just have a bunch of titles that just get pumped out. You just consume it. You know, and, and you know, it might be something like that. I mean, I can't see Sony going that way because they're really, they really focused on hardware. And they still are. I mean, you, you heard Cerny. I mean, that, that was a church sermon. I don't know. That, <laughs> <laughs> we, we joked about of all the ways to present information on your console the first time. It was like, why would you choose that? Uh, my, my daughter walked past and went, who is that psycho? And it just went, <laughs> He put me to sleep in a calming manner. <laughs> he is not a good facilitator. I give him that. But um, but yeah, I, I think you know, Sony's still hardware. Microsoft are a bit more forward thinking, probably because they have to be. But they realize they're not going to sell as as many units. I don't think right. being a bit smarter behind that and saying the ecosystem is where their value is. And you know what, it is. Uh, you you gain, you know the likes of Game Pass will grow. But people are saying it's going to affect all of the, the studios. It, it's, it's, it's the future. It's, you know, things don't stay the same. They, they, they move on. It's just, it's just the way it is, you know? Yeah. No, it's, it's true. It's, they said the same thing about Netflix and, you know, everything that we use today, that the whole world is using more than ever right now as we speak, right? Um, you heard the same comments around when that stuff started to kind of get big. Um, I don't think we even need to talk about Blockbuster, right? They didn't think it was going to change, and look what happened to them. Um, so I think, yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And I know you and I have talked about this offline, you know, a lot. Um, but it is interesting. I think, uh, to your point, I think game pass is just that foot in the door. You know, if people think game pass is going to be the same as it is today, a few years from now, you're fooling yourself, right? It's going to be a completely different way of accessing games. So I don't know, Bert, hit it. So Wet blanket here again. Wet, wet blanket no. again for no. <laughs> Get the, take the so wet blanket I, away. So actually, um, I think consoles are here to stay. I don't think the full cloud gaming is going to be coming until maybe another generation. I think it'll introduce itself into next generation. I think it'll be an option for people, but I don't yeah. think it takes off yet. Um, I think it'll be the PS6 or whatever that ends up being, and then the Xbox Series X2 or whatever that ends up being. But I do think that digital will be the way to go to purchase games. I think physical will slowly go away. You and shut your mouth. Hey, that's my blanket coming out. Um, and I think eventually what they'll probably do is just release like steel books with no game in them, and you just they give you a code, and then you will be able yeah. to play it or something. Sad um, true. Yeah. But no, and then um, to Carl's point, I think subscription gaming is here to stay. I think uh, Game Pass is going to be massive next generation. It already is this generation. And then I think PS is PS Now and then PlayStation Plus will still be there. Um, and I think it'll increase the catalog and you'll be able to share that across the uh, consoles and whatever they are today. But I think your overall traditional console at home gaming will still remain quite the same next generation. I think 4K will be a big thing, and I think 4K 60 will be the goal for pretty much everything. So people are going to be buying those new TVs um, and stuff like that. But I don't think it's going to be as different as it is today. And I, uh, Carl, also to your point with VR, I'm not sure if VR is going to take off as much in the console space. I think it'll take off massively in the PC space. 
um, and not as much from home consoles. I, th I thought PSVR was a lot of fun, but I'm, I'm still only was interested in four or five games of that, and the rest of it was kind of, eh, it was all right. But if they have some awesome headset coming, I'm interested in it. Well, I agree. I agree. I think, uh, I think so. you know, I, I don't even think the new consoles can do proper proper 4K VR or high def VR, whatever you're going to call it. I just don't see them doing it. I mean, you get a top whack PC costing two grand these days, and that struggles. So, yeah. 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 yeah I'm anxious. To your point about PSVR, we all have it, right? Um, I haven't touched my PSVR, and I don't know the last time I turned it on. Um, I forgot I even have it half the time. Honestly, it's stuffed away. Um, it'd be nice to break it out. But yeah, I'm anxious to see where that goes. I I'd like to see it do better. They, they have to figure out a way, you guys know, right? Just setting up PSVR. Like I'll think about having to set it up and I'm like, I'm just gonna play something else. Yeah. You know, it's just like, it's a hassle. You've got to get VR to the point of uh, low cost of entry and easy accessibility, right? Um, that's the only way it's going to take off more, in my opinion, is where it's, you can just sit there completely wireless and I can just go like a controller, put it on, use it, no other issue. Yeah, um, and for me, it's been more of a fun thing with friends. They'll come over, play a couple games for 15, 20 minutes, and then we switch right back to split screen something. It's not something that we stay playing the whole night. I mean, you can't really, but yeah, I haven't used mine that much at all. <laughs> you have like six headsets in one room and you're all playing multiplayer together. <laughs> yeah, well, in, in that initial demo disc, there was a few games where you have one person with the headset and then four other people could play a, like something that supports the person with the headset. Mm. But none of the games really outside of the demo disc really did anything oh. else beyond that. You never exploded, did they? You just left yeah, it. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Dan, what do you want to yeah. see, man? Um, I'm going to get in that blanket with uh, Bert there. And, uh, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Turn your camera off, please. <laughs> uh, actually, turn your audio off, too. Turn it all off, please. Yeah. Just don't make me stand up right now. You're not going to like what you see. Anyway. <laughs> can, I be, can I be the big spoon, Dan? Yeah. What? No. I'm like Wait, I wish I could put up the picture of Bert standing next to Dan to give the size comparison of these <laughs> yeah, two. Oh, okay. Anyway, you know what? I mean, I think you're right, Bert. I think you're right with the, um, at least with the X Cloud stuff and the, the Stadia stuff. I just don't think it's really at that point where it, it's a nice option for sure. Um, I don't think this gen will really see. I mean, maybe as far as like using it on your PC. Um, but I, I'm, I'm still really waiting to see like what the price point is. Are we going to roll this into the subscription model that they already have? Um, cause it can't stay free forever. I would think, um, or are, are they going to charge a little bit extra? It's all, it's going to be about price. Um, and for me it is anyway, because I mean, I used it a little bit to try it out and when it first came out and now it's, I mean, I don't think I, I totally don't even know why I bought like that clip that goes to my phone. Um, but it's nice to go like, you know, when you're at the in-laws and stuff for sure. But <laughs> short of that, you know, um, as far as VR and stuff goes, you're, I'm kind of the same boat with you guys. We did that video actually. Um, I don't know when it was, maybe. Yeah, it was a while ago now. A year and a half ago, maybe. We talked about, and we were kind of on top, you know, we, we were kind of all for it, you know, at the time. I think that was when they had those big sales. Yeah, that's when Bert and I bought it initially, that one ninety nine package, yeah. Same, same, same well, thing, yeah. And, and they do have some really cool games, and it is a really cool little feature and to Bert's point I think it's really more of like a friends and family kind of thing um there are a couple games uh gun or blood and truth I think was that one I reviewed and it was yeah it was that was really fun for me Astrobot Astrobot amazing yeah you know but but there's a lot of novelty to it you know and, mm -hmm. and I think 
if they make it, like you said, Ains, you know, more accessible, more consumer friendly as far as from a price point, a very accessible get in on the bottom floor. They come out with a PS5 and they've got a new VR headset. People are going to be excited, but then they're going to probably see the price and go, oh, well, that's insane to play, you know, play that much. And you want, like you said, you, you want a wireless headset like they have with like the Vive or the Oculus, whatever one is wireless now. But, you know, it, it's such a hassle. My kids play it actually quite a bit, you know. Um, when their friends come over, but short of that, um, there hasn't been that game. I was waiting for Iron Man, and that would have <laughs> got me back into it, and then that got delayed till whenever indefinitely, or you know, and yeah, they don't have a date for it, no idea. So, uh, other than those things, I mean, I don't, I want it <laughs> to sound like old curmudgeonly Dan. Old no, we guy. already have one wet blanket, yeah, all right. We've I don't, I don't need a wet comforter. I'm going to go wet and moldy. So I, I like the, the way things are right now. I really do. I, I like, you know, I, I'd like to see innovations in like the graphics department, maybe, you know, and innovations, you know, but I want the same experience. I want to sit on my recliner and kick back with the diet Dr. Pepper diet, Dr. Pepper and <laughs> the big bag of pretzels. And, you know, just play my games. That's what I want. I want that experience. You know, that's my hobby. That's what it's always been to me. Mm-hmm. It's never been like, you know, and, and you'll know, be able to play with friends um, also at the same time. You know, as long as they keep the core tenets of what's you know, the hobby is, I think we'd be fine, you know, and then just kind of build on that. But you don't, you know, don't go out and like to, you know, to your ex- at, at your expense is what I'm saying, I guess. You want, and, you want evolution, not revolution. Right. <laughs> I, I think I think Bert. Uh, I think the Bert's point. I, I I don't think that experience goes away. Uh, not any time yeah. in the near future, for sure. I think you know. Even Phil Spencer has commented, like even with XCloud being actually rolled out, he's already said that he believes a console under your TV is still going to be the best place to play. Yeah. Right. Because you're local. You're native. Um, it's you know you don't rely on anything else. You're just you're there, and that's going to be the best experience. And I think for the tens and millions or even hundreds of millions that play that way today. I, I don't think that's going to change. Um, yeah. So, and to be honest with you, like a lot of people still <laughs> just play the same old games. Like we had skip in our comments, they're talking about streets of rage on street fighter. You know, there's some yeah. people that only look for those games or some people that only look for the Madden or the FIFA, maybe the F one game or call of duty. Maybe F1, that's one. No one's looking for the F one game. Everybody plays F one. Anyways, <laughs> they might be playing those games and that's all they do. Uh, that's, that's your typical casual gamer. Um, yeah. Whatever, but uh, actually, Carl, I had a question for you. Um, in the UK, did PSVR take off? I know UK is a little bit more PlayStation centric than the states, but did that take off at all, or not really? Not really. No, I can be honest. Okay. And the same as you, I waited till it came down in price and just picked it up for a cheap Christmas present, just for, yeah. for, for, for my daughter. But the, the, back to Dan's point, though, I think it is the kids. The kids really get VR. Yeah. I mean, my my youngest daughter, she she's ten, and she really loves work simulator. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> That's the weirdest That's awesome, part, man. My nephews <laughs> love that game. Wait five years, you'll have plenty of experience with that later on. You know what I mean? You don't yeah. need to flip burgers virtually. You can do that for real. Just for, but, you know, it has. Oh, the kids get it. I mean, I, 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 to be honest, uh, I'm waiting for Dreams to go VR, and I might Ooh, get That'd be cool. Yeah. 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 In fact, I, I was an early in. supporter of Dreams, and I haven't played it since. I need to go back in there. I heard No Man's Sky in VR is fantastic. Oh, I need well. to try that too. Yeah. Yeah, so you guys are going to make me bust it out, which is cool. <laughs> I remember I have it now. Yeah, I didn't yeah. remember I had it until we talked about it. 
So, um, so uh, Z Black actually asked a question. Uh, you know, Bill Stillwell, who we uh, interviewed uh, yep. at E3, Bert, and we did the XCloud article on really great guy with the Xbox. Um, yep. Xbox team, and I still talk to him on Twitter here and there. He actually just announced he's leaving the xCloud program that he's helped kind of build up, you know, because they're getting ready. They're obviously expanding to other countries and whatnot, but he's moving over to the VR and AR department under Microsoft, working on HoloLens and some of those other things. So, you know, we haven't really talked about, um, almost said alternate reality, you know what I mean? Augmented reality. Um, and whether or not that's ever going to have a play in the, uh, in the gaming space, you know, they, they did that Minecraft demo, but HoloLens is a $3,500 piece of equipment, right? It's not made for, uh, consumers. It'd be interesting to see in the future if augmented reality has any sort of play in the gaming space. That demo was awesome, by the way, back in the day. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing when they first showed it. And it was like, oh, man, this could change everything. And then nothing really came of it. Yeah. So so shout out real quick to Chad, uh, Z Black uh, Native. Dizzy, good to see you, man. And yeah, Dizzy, I told you when you ordered your shirt, you ordered the exact same one as Dan, which is awesome. Um, Fantastic. Same color and everything. So thanks, guys, for, for joining us. All right. All right. Uh, what do you think? Jump into some of this stuff, some of the weekly topics. Yes. We've got, um, we did a weekly poll. Say it again. I was going to say any other fun questions in chat. We, uh, let's see. Did, did I miss a question? I said, is there any other fun questions? No, I've been keeping an eye while you guys were talking. I don't think there's any other questions. If you guys want let's us see, to talk uh, about something, holler it up. Native yeah. was talking about xCloud for, for the S9. So, Native, I have an S8 that I used to have for work, and I tried it out. It runs pretty well. I would like to hear your op- your opinion, I should say, once you get that back up and running. I had a ton of lag in my experience with the Samsung device, but it looks cool. I had no problem with the Note things, yeah. except they weight 8,000 pounds. So. <laughs> I was gonna say, your phone is huge, man. It's, huge. Yeah. it's like a tablet. But I can't see, man, my eyes suck. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you've developed that arthritis on your wrist. Cataracts. <laughs> you got that arthritis kicking in like <laughs> so my, When I walk downstairs, my knees pop like it's popcorn popping. I mean, it's fantastic. I mean, you, I can't sneak up on a single person. I'm like, oh my god. We're all getting old, man. That's why we're seasoned gamers. We're going to have to change it to old gamers in the future. Oldgaming.com. We're going to have to get the new URL. <laughs> have like a couple guys with old gaming and then like a wet blanket like dragging <laughs> So. I was working out the other day. I swear, like every rep, it was like crunching in about eight different spots. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't think the body's supposed to sound like this, you know? Yeah. Oh, well, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Carl, I don't know. I don't think any of the three of us uh, were interested. Are you playing Final Fantasy VII? No, Three. but you know what? I was thinking about downloading it tonight because I'm bored and I've finished everything. I had to back off for work. So I was thinking, how can I waste some money or potentially? <laughs> yeah. Dan can game. certainly help you with that. Yeah. Let's watch the comments. Uh, you know, let's see if I can. Um, yeah, let's see if I can uh, camera up for that. I remember playing it years ago, so be good yeah. to see how it's evolved. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, our weekly poll this week was about it because obviously it's a huge release. People have been waiting on it for years now. Um, and so we did a poll basically asking what people think of it. And, uh, you know, overwhelmingly people say it's incredible. We got a lot of comments saying it's bringing back a lot of nostalgia, a lot of, you know, flashbacks of their childhood. And, uh, you know, it's, we had 24% that said it missed the mark, but I'm guessing some of those are trolls. I'm not even really counting those guys. Um, <laughs> to be I, actually, I actually asked a question on it. I was like, how did it miss the market? You know, please, 
please expand on it. I mean, it, no one responded, did they? No, no. But it, <laughs> I, I, I think it's trolling. To be honest, it's just the Xbox guys just wanting to say Final Fantasy. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, yeah, and we can't help that. But I think overwhelmingly, people are enjoying it. It's getting rated really well. Uh, looks incredible. You know, I've seen some footage of people playing it that they've been posting from streams, streams and clips and whatnot. Uh, it goes without saying. I, I've said before many times over that I, I I love Final Fantasy, but seven just didn't do it for me. I'm not a fan, so uh, I'm not picking it up. But I, I was hoping, you know, if you guys, I, I didn't think you did. You pick it up, Dan? I didn't think you were I, going to. It's it's funny because like with all this, the I was kind of on the same boat where I was like, yeah, I'm good. Um, I did love, but I did, I did love Final Fantasy VII. I really did. That's one, that was the first one I ever played, actually. So um, I went For back shame. and played the other ones after that. Do you play the Super Nintendo ones? I played pretty much every one that I could. So okay. um, the issue is I've got such a huge backlog, but nah. and, and I, I don't know what, like, how long is the game? Does anybody know, like, how long? Like, what kind of? I'm, I'm a big content you know value guy you know i want to oh like this remake the section of it yeah this, this is only you know, part of it right yeah it's only part but i haven't seen that actually i haven't anyone seen anyone it's, speak to how long it is Does anyone know it's 20 to 30 if you unlock everything it's over two discs also or in your case dan it's a big file for digital <laughs> dan's like what's a disc yeah i mean i for gosh it just bothers me that it, they're doing it in sections because you know it, even though you played it already, you know what basically happens. You know? Carl, Carl gets it. He's like, we spent, you know, we, we, they, so they stopped development on that game, started over, and it's been in development since 2015, right? Or 2014. So yeah. Carl's got it right. They got to recoup that money. They're making yeah. money. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. They're, they're making a killing. It's sold out everywhere. I initially, um, I bought it. I'm, I've gotten about two hours into it, and um, okay. I actually had a second copy. And um, I was like, let me list it on Facebook just to see if it'll sell really quick. I had three buyers within 15 minutes, and I sold it within the hour of listing it for $75. And now it's sold yeah. out everywhere. Even the standard edition sold out everywhere. The initial the hard one to find was the deluxe edition. It was only 20 bucks more, and it had like a few extra pieces of content. That goes for like 180 right now on, on resale. Yeah, we're out there price gouging. Oh, they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yeah. So shout out to chat really quick, man. We got uh, – Tim A, 58-year-old gamer here. Yeah. Been a fun ride and keeps getting better. Damn right, Tim. That's awesome, man. Um, I still, you know, every once in a while you see comments of people like, uh, really stupid comments, uh, like, you know, I'm every over 40, can I still play video games? It's like, just yeah. get off, you know, move along. I don't even want to hear from you idiots anymore. Um, you know, you can, Goodbye, <laughs> I don't know if you guys know, there's a, there's a fame, not famous, but there's a well-known person in the community. Um, I forget her name now, but you know who I'm talking about? She streams uh, Skyrim, but she's like 75, 80 years old, and she's really well-known in the Skyrim community. She's got like 200,000 followers on Twitter. Um, but anyway, she's like, she's a grandmother, and she's like 80 years old, and she plays Skyrim all the time. I'm not sure someone will know what I'm talking about. Um but shout out to uh, Z Black uh, Shizno. Nice to see you, man. Danny, what's up? So uh, thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, yeah, Danny, so Danny had a good correction there. So he said about forty hours to beat the game. Um, okay. And I just double checked. If you want to unlock everything in the first chapter, I guess you call it, it's fifty hours. So it is a pretty lengthy game. Pretty big game. And they said they did good. like expand upon things. There's new yeah. stuff, right? They really kind of did it. It looks like, um, you know, we talked last year about how good the Resident Evil 2 remake was and how they really paid a good homage to 
the original game and it feels like this is along the same lines like the the people who love final fantasy the people who adore this game really seem to like this so it's cool to see yeah. very cool to see how's it how's it look uh you playing on the pro on 4k right Bert? always <laughs> come on now <laughs> i don't know it went blank it might have broke your tv i don't know no it's uh, it's absolutely <laughs> stunning i mean i one of the things that i will say whatever devs are doing with the playstation 4 pro looks absolutely gorgeous with these games that are coming out and obviously the cutscenes look better if, if you remember i think it was called final fantasy 7 advent children which was yep. the cgi that came from squaresoft uh movies back in the day before yep. they merged in the square enix this looks like way better than that and um it's it's kind of crazy how good it looks the gameplay yeah. is cool if it's not turn-based so if you right. expect the turn-based final fantasy 7 it's not that it's really cool it's a lot more action-based but i'm really enjoying it so far i just have a lot to play yeah Nice. I, I missed a comment by Z Black when we were talking about the phones. He said, I'm still clutching my Windows phone. <laughs> 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 you know, one, of the, uh, one of the eight people still using the Windows phone. I think Jez is there, though. Jez, like, famously loves the Windows phone, right? He's got those tiles. Those tiles, though. Yeah, man. Yeah. Wasn't a bad idea. It's, Microsoft has that habit. I think anyone in the, you know, Carl, you probably see it, too, right? Like, Microsoft will get into a market and have some really good ideas, and then they just abandon it. You know, they've done that with a lot of products. Just do it all the time. And then somebody just goes, it's awesome. Like Apple comes along and just makes it white and shiny and then sells it three times the price. <laughs> exactly right. Mm -hmm. Exactly right. All right. So we've talked about Cyberpunk, right? I think uh, pretty much everyone in the world excited for this one. So we did get some really good news this week. Uh, they had a uh, investor Q&A um, with the president of CD Projekt Red this week, and we covered that on our site. But long and the short of it is, the good news is Cyberpunk is complete. The game is complete. Everything they're doing between now and release in September is polish and tuning. Uh, they're fully confident the game will still release in September because of that. And they even commented how they moved to work from home uh, prior to most companies. And they also have a tremendous amount, and this shouldn't be surprising, a tremendous amount of funds uh, stored away for basically disaster recovery, right? So if something like is happening right now with coronavirus, the company can still stay afloat because they basically have bank, uh, thanks to obviously The Witcher. Um, they also made a really cool announcement that uh, the DLC for the game, uh, single player DLC, will be similar to The Witcher 3 in scope, and they will announce what it's going to be, the expansion pass, prior to the core game releasing in September, just like they did for The Witcher 3 as well. So uh, I think all of us who are pumped for this game are um, even more excited now. You know, we were kind of talking last week, right? We were joking about all the game delays and we don't know if Halo is going to release. Last of Us is now indefinite, um, but it looks like for Cyberpunk, which I think when we did the poll was our most anticipated game by most of the community, uh, looks to be good here in a few months. So who wants to talk first? Dan, go ahead, man. Take mm. that wet blanket off. Get mm. excited about something. This is, yeah, this is the only thing that I can't be excited about at the moment. Um, so, <laughs> first of all, when they came out and they said, hey, we're going to, even if it's just a digital release, if we're having issues with the physical release, we're still going to release it. That's the plan. That made me so happy that I about jumped up and down because, as we know, with Last of Us 2, that's probably the main reason right now. Um, that it's not coming out. Well, assume, you know, according to Sony, yeah, there could be other that's stuff what they're saying, on. right? Right. So, it, which makes them look like you're, you're just being greedy and, you know, bastards about it. And I can't stand it. So when they said this, I, you know, it just came, it kind of gave me like, it was just like that, the warm blanket of comfort. 
you know, yeah. kind of washed all over me. So I'm super excited about it. The fact that the DLC is going to be in the same scope as The Witcher 3s, that's insane. Um, we, I mean, the what was it, Blood and Wine, I think it was, was yep, yep. like its own game. I mean, it was longer yeah. than most other games that you played. Yeah, it was like 40 to 50 hours if you did everything. Gross. And I love it. Um, I can't wait for September. Like I said, as long as I live till then, I'm good to go. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I have the... Uh, I do have the collector's edition. I think I, I don't even want to say. I think I have like four copies of the game pre-ordered because Best Buy is doing three different steel books um, with like art from uh, some of the people, the artists in the game, and so I want to make sure I get all of them. So I'm an idiot. I've got like four copies pre-ordered. Perfect. But um, yeah, I'm super, super, super excited for this. Carl, I know we haven't talked about Cyberpunk before. Is this up your alley? Did you get into The Witcher? Uh, the Witcher? What's the? <laughs> Let me remove him from the show real quick. To be fair, I downloaded it on my Steam years ago, but I never really played it. It's just sitting up, so I don't have time to get around to it. But well, Cyberpunk, definitely. Definitely Cyberpunk. Oh. We, just, we just lost Bert. You hit the wrong button. No. <laughs> that wasn't me. I didn't touch it. I think Bert, he's got a. Hey, uh, Bert. Oh, joining uh, hey, yeah. hey man, welcome okay. to the welcome to the podcast. Is this technology? <laughs> this is, we're running on um, Stadia. Are you doing all right? <laughs> I got kicked and I had to rejoin. I don't know what happened. I don't know. I actually, my hands are over here. It's on camera. I didn't touch it. So, Carl, you were saying? Yeah, uh, Cyberpunk definitely. Uh, I do like the the look of it, the style, and everything. I'm, wasn't something in the media recently where they were saying that the you know the the, the upgrade to the the X and the yes. PS5 version? Well, oh, PS5 version. What are they going to do? Probably Sony with that is going to be. Yeah, Sony's going to be like, yeah, you can buy the PS5 version, but uh, Xbox came out and said with CD Projekt Red that they will do the Series X upgrade for free, but it won't be at Series X launch. It'll be sometime no. possibly in the future. Yeah. yeah, but that just makes you think how. How much more are they going to pump into that? How, is it going to look any different? Probably. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, I, I would assume, you know, if you want, obviously, you know, you have a really high MPC, that's going to be the best place to play it if you just want pure uh, graphics and frame rate, right? Like a lot of games. Bert, you still pumped about Cyberpunk? I can't wait. The problem is it's so far away. I was more excited about Last of Us 2. Yeah. And now that that's pushed out, I guess the main thing to be excited for is Cyberpunk. One of the things that I found interesting is when we were at E3 2019, they already told us that most of the game was done already, that they were polishing back then. So the fact yeah. that they're polishing even more means it better come out pretty polished. So mm -hmm. um, I'm excited about that. And I did hear the big talk about the DLC is going to be massive, just as big as Witcher and stuff like that. And that has me super excited too, because it like exactly what Dan said, when you would go back and play Blood and Wine and stuff, it was, I'd argue, almost better than the original vanilla game to an extent. Yeah, but, yeah uh, this is fantastic. If it's going to be somewhere near that quality, I'm super excited for it. So very yeah. excited. And uh, Hearts of Stone, like the 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 depth the of the time, expansion wasn't yeah. great, but the um, the story in Hearts of Stone was fantastic yeah. as well. Yeah. It's just incredible. Yeah. Great writing. So, yeah, you're right. They were talking about polishing already last year. But if you remember, um, they did the same thing with The Witcher 3. The Witcher 3 was yeah. delayed three times. Yep. Um, and you know when it came out, it it obviously did really well. So I'm hoping for the same thing here. CD Projekt Red hasn't let us down yet. So let's knock on uh, knock on wood. <clears throat> yeah, Z Black. So I had the same thing. Um, you know, there was talk 
around uh, Microsoft and Xbox kind of aligning uh, Cyberpunk with uh, the launch of the Series X at one point. But uh, I don't know. We'll see if that happens. I hope that happens because I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to see that. So. But speaking of PlayStation 5, uh, the big thing we got this week, which caused all kinds of chaos, as usual, is uh, the controller. So it's kind of funny. If you guys remember months and months ago, PlayStation came out and said, uh, we don't know what we're going to call the controller for the PlayStation 5. And everyone's like, it's been the DualShock 1, 2, 3, and 4. So we have a guess. Um, (laughs) It's probably going to be the DualShock 5. And then sure enough, they came out and they called it the DualSense, which just sounds stupid to me. Um, but the, <laughs> but the, uh, the controller itself, I know, uh, Bert, uh, Dan and I were talking kind of on chat and previously about it. I know you guys both really liked what you saw right out of the gates. Um, I was a little more mixed on it. Uh, so Carl, we'll start with you, man. And, and what are your thoughts on this controller? So, you know, it form factor wise, they definitely went more, uh, towards the Xbox shape, right? It looks to be a little bigger, a little larger handles. Um, they're keeping the parallel thumbsticks. They added haptic feedback. And they added a mic as well. And by the way, there was some question whether or not it was going to have a three and a half millimeter um, audio port because they didn't show that in the pictures. But Sony did come out and confirm it does still have the the audio port. So what do you think, Carl? Uh, I think it looks pretty good. I think it looks portlesque with all white and blue and, and cool. But, but it, it, to the point, it looks bigger. And I think the, 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 the one criticism I've got of the, the DualShock is it was quite small. And it didn't feel premium. And this, on the surface, it looks premium. You know, it looks big. It looks it looks bigger. It looks uh, more. It does look more like an Xbox pad, and I, I like that. I mean, I've got the Nacon controller, and that's got the the, the the right layout for the thumbsticks. That's my own sort of criticism. Yeah, me too. But, uh, but uh, the other things in it, the, the fact that it it doesn't have rumble in it, it has haptics. So what you have on your your, your iPhone, if you've got an iPhone and you, you flip through your, your you know, you're, you're setting an alarm and you flip through, you can physically feel the dial turning. Them type of things in it are going to be pretty cool. And the tension of the triggers, mm-hmm. see how that's going to that's gonna work. Whether or not it's revolutionary, nah. But, but still, <laughs> it's cool. It's cool, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the questions, and I know we've talked about this before, but, you know, like Microsoft, um, or Xbox on the Xbox One has the tension triggers. And really, the only thing that ever uses it is Forza. Um, and it's awesome in Forza because you can feel like your tire slipping, right, and, and acceleration and peeling out and stuff. But really, a lot of developers just kind of ignore those little features. So it's going to be interesting to see on a broad scale outside of just a handful of first-party games if you know any other developers start to use some of these features. But I do think it is cool that Sony's adding them. So Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you, uh, the Mexican-looking guy. Why don't you go ahead? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. He's been inside too long, man. <laughs> yeah, you're looking a little pale, man. You feeling yeah, all right? Pale. You don't have a fever, do you? Yeah. <clears throat> a little cough. <laughs> a shortness of breath. Actually, that's probably not funny right now. But um, <laughs> uh, I'm excited for it. I mean, everybody's talking about it being bigger and getting filling your hand. I never know a man that's ever turned down a little bit more extra grip. You know, you got to get that grip. <laughs> but uh, I think it looks fantastic. There's, I, I've seen all the funny things that someone said it looked like Mario's overalls. To me, it looks like an anime character. I, I think it looks really cool overall. I have heard that the haptic feedback. Uh, triggers and stuff are a little bit different than what Microsoft was doing because the technology is slightly different. So I'm, I'm sure. interested to see what that is. And more than anything, it's it's almost like you'll sell all this stuff, but will the de- developers actually do anything with it? And that's what happened yeah. with Microsoft. It was a great technology. It still is, but no one did anything with it. 
So um, I think the form factor is great. I would just, I don't, I'm not a fan of the colors. Um, I like the black rendering that people have done and gone in yep. there and added that. And if you could add the triangle, circle, square X and everything to it in a nice color as well, it could look fantastic. But I think it's cool. Um, I actually want to see the console more than the controller. I just want to see what it's about. But yeah. it, it was a surprise out of nowhere. Yeah, I like that render that we posted up, uh, the one that kind of looked like the controller, but it was a tower like the Series X. I was like, hell, I'll have two towers. I think that would be cool as hell. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, what Sony does with it. But Dan, what are your thoughts, man? What do you, Did you see the Spider-Man render they did? Yeah, it's, oh, yeah. it's so awesome. good. Yeah. So good. Here's the thing. When I saw it the first time, I'm actually a big fan of those colors. I love that high contrast color uh, when, when they do stuff like that. Um, I've always been a big white and black fan, like just because you know. You have to be- <laughs> Go on. Yes. Why, <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, wow. <laughs> but most of my everything, you know, I buy. I, I had the, you know, just my headsets were either, you know, that that bright white, you know, headset. I, I love those colors when they're put together and used like that. I think it looks really, really good. Um, as far as functionality goes, I have no idea because I haven't held a damn thing. But you know, if, if everything they say it looks nice, it looks you know like it'll fit a little bit better. It looks a little bit more like the Nikon side from the uh, with the Thunder Six replaced, which those are fine with me. I really don't have that big of an issue with you know the I, I prefer the offset obviously, but um, that's just because that's how I've you know been playing for years and years and years, you know, well since the OG Xbox and so. I thought I was going to have, when I first got the PS4, I thought I was going to have that issue with like these thumbs, you know, being, it's really not that big of an adjustment. Now to Carl's point, yeah, it does, doesn't really feel like a premium controller. Um, it's so light and I like, you know, I hope it's got a little bit more weight to it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's a really big thing for me. Like the elite, uh, two is just, it's got that weighty heftiness, yeah. you know, and it's just, it's just, I love that. Um, and girth. Girth. Yeah. <laughs> it's what I'm used to you know, when I'm you know, handling things. So, um, I mean, my hands aren't even that big. So maybe it's not a coalition. I don't know. We won't go there. But here's the thing. Um, <laughs> Back on track, please. Back on track. I mean, my favorite thing that Sony does is they like to come out and try to trump uh, Microsoft. Like, they, they'll come out and be like, hey, we've got an inside Xbox today. Well, we're going to release the picture of this. Yeah, forty-five minutes prior to the yeah. live show. And yeah, destroy. I mean, as far as views and and stuff like that, just it just this. They're awesome at it, and they know what they're doing. It's like it's totally intentional. Um, oh yeah, we talk about it all the time. The, yeah, the, in so terms of marketing, excited. Sony PlayStation's always been at the top of the game. Exactly, man. And and they and and I I don't know. I just love it. I think it I think it looks really good. I, I hope they keep those colors. I'm really interested, like Bert said, to see what the console looks like if they do that kind of same, you know, just those that very high contrast uh, color palette. I guess it's really not a palette because it's like basically two colors. <laughs> but but I, I do like that look. I really do. They kind of release like something like that for the X, where it's you know like a white tower and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be cool. Um, yeah. So, can I, can I say two more things, things or? Of course uh, not. You're done. <laughs> well, I was gonna say is I hope that they've improved the battery life. Is one of the things. Yeah. The internal battery is horrible on the PlayStation. I have an original launch one, and it didn't last longer than thirty minutes to an hour towards the end of that's life and before I replaced it. So yeah. I'm, I'm hoping somewhere in at least the 10 to 12 range um, as far as the way that lasts. And the other thing is the light bar with it being now on the front of the controller and on the sides, 
I guess that means that if they do go VR, that they're going to need their own controller for that because you'll no longer be able to use that unless it's a whole new tech that they're going to use. And lastly, the 3.5 millimeter jack is at the very bottom for headsets and stuff. A lot of people were asking if that actually exists on the controller, and it does. So I just said that. Are you even paying attention? I'm, just, I'm doing the three things. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's funny. So a few comments uh, by people. So uh, first of all, Brother Badir from Kuwait joining us live. So welcome. That is fantastic. Um, Wilmy's in the house as well. Wilmy, thanks for stopping by, man. Um, yeah, so Tim A said, uh, my initial thoughts on the DualSense was it looked more like an aftermarket controller. And that's what I think when we talked in chat when they first released and you sent me the picture, that's kind of my first thought too. I was like, that's why I asked you guys, I was like, what is that controller for? Because I seriously didn't think it was the PlayStation 5 controller. I thought it was like a Power A for something. Like they were making a new like thing. So I'm like the wet blanket on this one because um, I like that. Uh, the, I like the form factor of it. And I like the black render to, to Bert's point when they did the render with the colored PlayStation icon buttons, you know. Um, I like that a lot, but I there's a few things that just drive me crazy about the PlayStation controller. The thumbsticks are too... I don't like the way they're shaped, and they're too shallow. They're really, really shallow, um, which is not good for just aiming. Um, even on my Elite 2, I use that tall stick. And then the triggers are really, like, flat and short, which I hate. You know, I like proper triggers that are kind of curved up, and you can wrap your fingers in. We'll leave that one alone. Um, so, and the D-pad. I'm a big 2D game guy, you know. Um the, the whole PlayStation D-pad that's like four separate buttons is freaking terrible. I don't know why they continue to do that. If you look at any like aftermarket controller, whether it's the Elite 2, any of the PlayStation aftermarkets, the fight pads, they all use radial D-pads. I don't know why PlayStation refuses to switch. Like, makes no sense to me. So, God damn it. Now I'm mad. <laughs> oh, it's because, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, you don't need the D-pad to play third person over the shoulder shooters you know so <laughs> that's true yeah. <laughs> oh. um, boom oh. dropping it you know playing those template games yeah no like i play um what game uh hollow knight i played a lot of on my uh, ps4 and uh you know on the nacon it's not a problem the nacon actually has a really good d-pad um but you know, on the DualShock 4, it's just garbage. And all of the points you guys made, too. It's it's too small today, so I like the bigger size. The other thing you mentioned about the Elite, Dan, is that the quality of the plastic makes a big difference when you're holding a controller. Like, when you hold the Elite 2, it's a good-feeling controller. The material, right? The plastic on the sure. DualShock 4 is just, eh. Yeah. Um, so we'll cool. see. All right, man. Uh, so this is one I know Dan right up his alley. Resident Evil 8. So... <laughs> Resident Evil 8 um, I know uh, it's cool to have Bert back for this episode because Bert is one of the biggest Resident Evil fans around um, he and I, I know we both love Resident Evil 7, so leaked this week that seems to be credible, there was a lot of rumors going around about Resident Evil 8 that we didn't really publish because it was a bunch of nonsense, but luckily we got what seems to be some uh, kind of good data here, so it's titled Village, uh, it's going to take place in Europe, it's definitely first person again, uh, like Resident Evil 7 uh, Ethan, the main protagonist from uh, Resident Evil 7, returns, as does Chris Redfield. And it's going to be more psychological horror uh, with a witch, apparently, who torments the player as you go through the game. So what we know about this game sounds really, really good. It's supposed to release in early 2021, which kind of makes sense because Resident Evil 7 released in early, was it 2017 now? 2018? It's been a few years. Um, but yeah, really excited for this one. Uh, Carl, I don't know where you stand on horror games. You big into them? 
not the Resident Evil, no. My daughter, my oldest daughter, plays it now and again, but she played uh, some of the remakes. But uh, I'm not a big, not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of uh, Res. Okay. Okay. You play any of the other horror games, or not really? Uh, I'll tell you what I have played. I've played um, the oh, what's that one that was on the Xbox? Evil Within. Blair Witch. Blair Witch. No, Blair Witch. Oh yeah, Blair Witch. Yeah. I played that the other day, which was uh, which was all right to be fair. Oh, I, yeah, I finished it and reviewed it. I like that game a lot. It's a little slow when it starts, but the latter half of that game gets really good. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm just waiting for another Dead Space. I mean, where, where's Dead Space now? You know? <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah, yeah. Don't EA man. The whole uh, visceral's gone. I mean, they shut the whole studio down. So who knows if, when, when or if we ever see that again. But, uh, Dan, I'm not even going to bother with you on Resident Evil 8 here. We'll let, uh, we'll, let, <laughs> we'll, let, we'll let Bert speak to this because I know he's excited. You take my wet blanket off here? Hold yeah, on. Yeah, you can put that to the side. And while, while we're on it here, Wilmy said his favorite controller is actually the Astro, which I know, Dan, you know, we talked yeah. about in our comparison video and you used for a while. Um, I don't know, Wilmy, if you've used the Nacon, the newest Nacon, because they've evolved it like four times now, but... Um, it's up there. The Astro was a little, almost too big um, yeah, yeah, to me. me. It was like bulky, whereas the Nacon, the Nacon really feels like a PS4 Elite. I mean, it's the closest thing I think to a PS4 Elite controller. So, anyway, Bert, Resident Evil. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, the by the way, the Astro felt cool, but it was too big. It's too big for these hands, and I got big hands. So, um, <laughs> Resident Evil Eight uh, looks. I haven't seen anything for it outside of these uh, the talking points on it. But it, it, to me, it, it does excite me. We were talking about wanting to go back to the FPS Resident Evil world. I, I'm really excited for it. I'm glad Chris Redfield's back. He's one of my favorite characters from the Resident Evil universe. Um, and I guess. It, there's a witch or something that follows you around in this one. Kind of in, in Resident Evil 7, there was Jack, who I guess is the grandpa or the father. He would follow you around with the chainsaw, and you fight him numerous times. In every RE, there's always some guy that chases you around. So I wonder what she's going to be like. I hope it's cool, and they bring some maybe some psychological elements to it like they did in the last one. But I am happy that they are going back to the FPS world. That's the biggest piece of news for me. Um, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I really liked Resident Evil 7. Um, I think we talked before around, you know, the very kind of end pieces of Resident Evil 7 kind of fell off a little bit. But the first, you know, three quarters of that game are absolutely incredible. And I like the first person perspective. So really excited for this. And if it comes early in the year, you know, um, we like this year, we saw January and February were pretty flat. So I hope they release it nice and early. Uh, and it'd be the big first release of 2021 on Series X and PS5, too. Uh, should be right. Should be optimized. So that'll be fantastic. All right, so uh, Xbox came out. We're talking about, uh, you know, all the events going digital and what's obviously E3, you know, we've talked about at length. Gamescom is already planning to go digital now. Xbox came out uh, last week and said that all of their events are going to be digital only until at least July of 2021, which is, uh, you know, over a year from now. But it's also a really interesting statement that they said July 2021 because it goes without saying that E3 is usually held in June or always held in June. Um, and so what does that mean for E3 2021? Now, as you know, everyone knows, Xbox isn't really associated with E3 per se, um, but they do hold their own event and uh, they, they hold a big event uh, in their theater right next door. So it's kind of interesting for them to come out and say they're going to be digital only until at least July 2021 and what that means for the future of of these game shows. So I know we've talked a little bit around. Um... Yep. <laughs> Lost my train of thought. We've talked a little bit around, you know, with 
all the companies being forced to go digital over the next few months or several months, they may realize, right, we can accomplish everything that we want to accomplish being digital and save money in the process. So, you know, what do you guys think? Do you think we're at a place now where after all of this virus has kind of forced companies to do this, are we going to at a place where these shows, if they're not like packs, where it's dedicated for fans to come and meet with developers and play games, shows like E3, shows like Gamescom, are they going to be forced to change permanently? I, th I think they are. I think it, because it, you said, was it Nintendo that went first and started doing all the, the, the digital sort of delivery of the Left over content at first was it yeah so they they they're weird right well in many ways nintendo's weird but they they still had a, a show floor at e3 and a big presence at e3 a big booth and all that but they did their actual conference digital for the past few years so it might, yeah. it might be that case it might be a case of the actual conference is just like a big you know spectacle digital spectacle i mean i i, I for one think it's it's cool i, I, I you know i watched it on youtube or watched xbox on youtube for the night but we're on our Twitter, weren't we? I was showing you. I was watching it, um, but but yeah, and you know exactly to your point, Ains. If, if if these guys say, look at the the data behind this, and they say, right, you know, this is what we did pre, this is what we did in, in E3 or around the actual physical presence, and you know what, this year this is what we did digital, and has been any difference in market share? No, they're just going to go full swing straight into digital. I think. And, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see, but. I, I, for one, like to go to events and haven't been to one for, for a long, long time. But I think it's the social thing, going out with your, with your friends, yeah. meeting the actual people who make the games, the whole experience. That, that needs to continue, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, and I think here in the States, Carl, is, uh, that's where PAX really came in. PAX was from the beginning dedicated to be a fan show, right? So it's very similar in scope and where you can go play new games, you can meet developers and all that, but it's designed in a way that's for the fans. It's not like a, uh, it's not a business convention, right, where you're trying to make deals, and which E3 was always a business convention in its history. Um, well... <laughs> Real quick, Wilmy said, <laughs> PS4 and Vita owners have already learned to get digital satisfaction via the Pornhub app. Probably true. <laughs> Probably true. <laughs> Anytime you see anybody on the internet browser on any console, they are not <laughs> shopping or something else. They're doing something else. We I was just about to say, Bert, we always joke about that. We'll see a friend who'll be like on Internet Explorer, be like, all right, so he's, uh, yeah, he's having a go. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he's not gaming at the moment, but Dizzy has. That's a good point, Dizzy. Dizzy said that QuakeCon is the funnest. I've heard that as well. I've never been to QuakeCon, but I hear it's an absolute blast. It was a shame that that got uh, canceled this year, too. So we'll see comes back to next year. Um, Dan, what do you think, man? I mean, that's weird that they're going for, you know, July 2021. But like you guys said, you know, it, this is kind of the way it's going. And, you know, especially right now, you know, that you kind of have to. But that far out. Who the hell knows? Um, everybody says E3 is dying. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I know Jeff Keighley doesn't show up there. You know, it's really not an event. So it, it, it's, it's, I don't know, man. It, it's for, for, for me, I, I much rather sit here and, and, you know, mostly because I don't like people generally. <laughs> Big crowds um, really bother me a lot. Um, it'd be cool to like actually meet some people you know that we've talked to that are nice people you know that would be awesome um short of that i just as well sit here and you know check it out on tv um so i'm good with that 
Plus, I, I imagine, you know, I don't know why, but every time I think of like an E3 or something like that, it's just like I get this sense of like what it smells like. Like, I just feel like it would smell <laughs> really bad for the most part. Maybe I'm, you know, maybe that's, you know, a stereotype, but, you know, maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm right. I don't know. I've never been there. So, how does it smell, guys? You guys been there? It's, it's yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. There's some interesting people. I yeah. will say that you see a lot of interesting. That's any convention, right? You go to any oh, yeah, Comic Con sure. or oh, Comic Con, probably be ten times. Yeah, more. major yeah. convention. And, and by the way, Diego said he does his Microsoft Rewards points in the browser. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an app for that. Rewards. Now wait a minute. To be fair, like um, the Social Club on Rockstar Games, if you click on that, it automatically takes you to. The uh, web browser. Yeah, there's a bunch of those. I close yeah. them real quickly because I don't want you guys thinking, you know, but bad thoughts. That's what people think. I, <laughs> I, I, like, I've never actually used it to surf anything, but it's always popped up. Like, with sure. Like, Ubisoft stuff, sometimes it pops up. Yeah, we why. see Dan on there. He's like, yeah, that was the Social Club app. And then it's like last played Red Dead four months ago. Like, yep. uh-huh. Sure yeah, was, Dan. When That's Diego was on there, he's always a winner with rewards. <laughs> he wins every time the app loads up. Every time. Here's the thing, though. Aren't most people's, like, consoles and stuff, like, in the middle of the living room? I mean, if they live with anybody, <laughs> it'd be Diego's super awkward. It's like, yeah, oh. what are you doing on your PlayStation? Oh, just I mean, I've got my own private space, if you know what I mean. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't, so, even, but, see, I don't uh, even see that kind of stuff in 4K. I really don't. <laughs> Much <laughs> native 4K, yeah. Uh, Bert, <laughs> get yeah. Back I want to be able to see what she ate the night. Get- <laughs> Wowzer, <laughs> get- get- <laughs> getting back to the uh, getting back to the game shows, Bert. Um, I know that uh, you were a little wet blanket on E3 to begin with. Um, hmm. do you foresee, in your opinion, you know, them going kind of not fully, if not fully digital, but basically forcing a lot of these companies to go digital? Yeah, I've got two uh, two viewpoints to the whole thing. So a business perspective, if it's one thing that this whole virus thing has caused, is that we've learned that doing everything in person is not necessary. Uh, sometimes a phone call, sometimes Zoom calls, these types of things. You can do a lot of business through that via email. Um, and sure. we've learned that simply from work. I think from a business perspective, there'll be a lot more you can do that way. From a fan perspective, I think getting stuff in people's living rooms, sending demos out for people to download to check out a game. I think that will be the future of things. I think not only Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony, uh, they will no longer hold off on big announcements like that anymore. They'll wait for an inside Xbox or a Nintendo Play or whatever it is that's coming to give those announcements now, or even the video game awards. If that continues to be a big thing, we noticed this past year, that was a landing spot for Microsoft to release the Xbox Series X. And I think people will start doing that. And the problem I had with E3 as a whole is it just got too big, too many people trying to play in very small areas, and you would wait three, four hours to get a 10-minute gameplay of Call of Duty. And to me, that's not worth it. Um, imagine seeing, you know, two, three, four thousand pudges walking around waiting in line together. That just <laughs> wouldn't work out. You know, it's, it's not fun. And even, oh. even from a media perspective, we went media last year, and we were waiting hours to play Star Wars Lego or something like that. Yeah. And it's well, just media. That, um, that's so. true. But part of that was our fault because we missed the first full media-only day. That is true. That is true. <laughs> but um, I do think that there still will be conventions. I think they will slowly turn more into a fan thing versus yeah. a business and mm-hmm. fan thing. I think they'll separate themselves and uh, – I don't think they're as necessary as a lot of people do. I think they're fun, but I don't think they're necessary. Yeah. 
Cool. Yeah, I agree with you. And I, it's a very good point around, I think many of us, Carl and I were talking about this actually past couple of weeks, right? Being kind of forced to work technical roles at home. Everyone's at home. Um, and, you know, and Bert, you're doing the same thing and just having those big WebExes or Zoom or whatever your Microsoft Teams, um, whatever you're using, um, you know, everything is is remote right now. And it's it's one of the big conversations we've had in my company, uh, and it's a big company, is around, you know, how does this change the way we do business in the future? And I think that's going to be a conversation for, like you said, Bert, for basically everything, not just uh, one single industry. I think the globally industries are thinking about that. So, yeah, I agree. So someone reminded me, I forgot to do a giveaway. Um, so if you kind of saw me typing away over here, I was actually taking everyone in the chat and putting them into a sheet and doing the whole RNG thing like I normally do when I do a Twitter giveaway. And um, do you want to give anybody a last second chance to get in or you want to just run it? No, because I was supposed to do it earlier. Um, okay. I was going to do it earlier. So anyway, long story short, we're giving away two $10 gift cards, your platform of choice. The first winner today is Zblack. Zblack, congrats, man. So uh, I will reach out to you via DM on Twitter. Tell me what platform you want. You can throw your platform in the chat if you want. And uh, I'll get you over a $10 code, man. So congrats. Thanks for stopping by today and, and keeping the awesome. chat going. And uh, Archimedes, what's up, brother? Good to see you in the chat. Um, Archimedes joined us last week for our live show. And he's over in Germany. So it's, uh, what do we say, 7? It's like 8.15 over there for you. Was it 7.15 for you, Carl? It certainly is. Yeah. 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 So thanks for, thanks for stopping by. All right. A couple more topics to talk about, guys. Uh, so we want to talk about... Um, Call of Duty, real quick. We talk about Warzone. So I know Bert and I have been playing it a lot. Bert probably even more than me. Um, we've got, got a core group that plays, God, near nightly, right? Um, it just continues to to get better. The Season 3 update that came earlier this week added a whole bunch of new weapons and some notable upgrades, and I think it's just a, a fantastic game. And, Carl, I know we've been trying to hook up on it. Damn time zone difference. But uh, they announced just yesterday that they have now passed, in less than a month, 50 million players. So it just goes to show you, like we talked about before, when you take Call of Duty, you take Battle Royale, and you take free, um, that's a recipe for uh, getting a lot of people playing your game. And I think it was Matt Piscatella, one of the uh, analysts that we talked to on Twitter that does uh, you know, industry analysts on sales and things, he said that Modern Warfare sales have increased as well. The game just continues to sell very, very well. So two things here guys i want to just get your comments on warzone uh still playing it carl and you know what do you think of season three if you've played it yet but also the larger conversation because i know dan you're not really into warzone but larger conversation on call of duty is an annual franchise and they continue to release annually they've already got a game plan for this fall but it's so weird to me that we're in april modern warfare is continuing to sell well warzone is blowing the the roof off in players and and uh uh, you know, people getting on and enjoying the game, buying the, the season passes, but then they're going to release a new Call of Duty in what five months? It just doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. On, so top, Carl, of the, on top of the remaster that just came out, yeah, oh. and then that you know, campaign remastered too. I forgot about that. Thanks. So, yeah, so it's just it, it's almost like Call of Duty is is everywhere and it's blowing up right now, and it doesn't it's Activision, so that shouldn't be surprising. But it just seems weird with all this momentum and a free to play battle royale. And Modern Warfare just doing so well. It's the best-selling Call of Duty this entire generation. Why would you a few months later release a whole new entry with a new multiplayer? I don't. I don't think that there's going to be a new Warzone. I think Warzone's just going to be iterative. It's going to be a uh, seasons. You're just going to get another season and another season. And then you know, I think what was that? What's that other big battle royale that's Apex? Apex Legends. 
And, and there's another one as well. Fortnite, PUBG. Oh, yeah. Fortnite, yeah. Fortnite with the, you know, the big media event online. There was a black hole and it was just... Oh, yeah, that's Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah, Fortnite. You're probably going to see something like that with Call of Duty, I think, uh, with, with uh, you know, Warzone. It's going to be iterative, but to, to the point that the, the remaster was good. I played that. I bought that. It was only 20 pounds, 20 of my British pounds. Uh, but it was pretty good. <laughs> Um, how how long? How long? It's just the campaign. How long did it, did you beat it? I beat it in about four hours, four and a half hours. Yeah. I was just I was just steamrolled right the way through it. It was not <laughs> too long, but I and I think I think my, my 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 partner came in once or twice just to ply me with tea, but I just continued to go right the way through it. <laughs> but uh, but but yeah, I think uh, the, the, it is a bit weird. But I think we're just going to see another multiplayer with the new with the new uh, Call of Duty. Uh, and you know, I, I can't see them replacing Warzone. I just don't see it. It's weird. You can't do that. You can just to make a new one. I don't know. But uh, I'm with you, Ains, on that one. It just seems strange, especially when it's doing so well. Yeah. Yeah. It seems yeah. odd. Go ahead, Bert. Uh, so I, the rumor is that it's going to be a Black Ops reboot. Is what I'm hearing. Um, mm -hmm. One of the one of the focuses of Black Ops is the zombies. Uh, pretty much campaign and the zombies multiplayer mode. So I think what they'll probably do is keep Warzone kind of what it's doing and then focus this one into the zombies mode and as well with a good campaign is what I think they might do. But it's, it's a yearly release. It does really well. It's interesting how the modern warfare guys don't care for the zombies and the black ops and the black ops guys don't care for the modern warfare type games. So it's weird how they're kind of split. It still sells gangbusters and there's still tons of people playing, but um, I, I think that's what it's going to be. My quick opinion on season three, I think it's been great. Um, Call of Duty has done something really interesting this time and they've kept people engaged throughout all these different months with just adding tiny little changes, whether it be a skin or a new gun. Um, and it's cheap. Um, and you're looking at five to 10 bucks and you can also earn points while playing the game that make each season pass cheaper each time. This past season pass, I paid $2 for season three because I earned CP points while just playing the game. But Warzone continually gets better. I think they need to fix their lag issues. I think there's been a lot of uh, cheaters that have been banned as of late. I think it's good that they're doing that. Um, but overall, it's, I mean, it's also coming in at that free 99 price tag to play Warzone. So, I mean, what? why would you not play it on top of being cross-platform between PlayStation, Xbox, and PC? So it's a lot of winnings going on for that. Good for them. I, it, it's been a blast. Yeah. Agree with everything you said. Dan. Seasons are like a week long. It feels like that, but they're three they're months, 60 I think. Days. They're 60 oh, six, days. Two, two months in a Call of Duty. Yeah. Two oh, months. Is that right? Okay, yeah. yeah. I'm just like, man, this is... This, I think it's three months in PUBG yeah. and Apex, right? Oh, yeah, man. it's longer. Yeah. I just I, I've always been the story guy, so I've always liked the you know the campaign stuff. Story's um, good at it. Yep. Yeah. You know, so and, and the the problem is you know now we're getting to the point where if if they are rebooting the Black Ops stuff, you know, they do it just as good of a job as they did with this one. Fantastic. Um, but if not, I don't I don't know, man. I, I've got to at some point put my foot down and just say, all right, this is enough of this, you know, from a campaign standpoint, you know. But it's it's awesome. I mean, my son plays it a lot. He loves that game. So you um, did play the Modern Warfare campaign, right? Oh yeah, I did the review. I think didn't I? I don't site. know. I don't I remember. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> I think that's what. Yeah, that was. And then somebody else. I think Bert, you did the multiplayer one. Yeah, yeah, yeah we split. Yeah, did do that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. yeah, that was, it was awesome. But you know, at that point, you know, it, it's just to me, it's always the same thing over and over again. So uh, I just can't do it. 
<laughs> yeah, I thought the campaign was fantastic. This one, uh, in terms of multiplayer, has been probably my favorite Call of Duty in a very long time. I think it's just it's the best it's been this generation. Um, and I'm not a big Treyarch fan. I didn't care for Black Ops 4 at all. I'm just not a big Black Ops guy. So in terms of Call of Duty, unless they do like a really good campaign, uh, like Bert just uh, said, then you know I'll probably just skip this year's. But yeah, it's a good point about zombies, Bert. I hadn't thought about that. If you release, you know, a, a Black Ops reboot with the campaign and then a big zombies mode and just let Warzone be Warzone or continue along as that's free to play, that's probably a good route for them to go, and they'll just make money from every direction as they always do. So. All right, so Z Black said, uh, give the code to someone else. Um, so while you guys were doing that, I re-rolled it, and uh, Dizzy came up. So I don't know if Dizzy's still here in the chat. Uh, he was earlier, so uh, Dizzy, if you're out there and still listening, man, say something, and I'll get you a code for whatever platform you want. If not, I'll just reach out to Dizzy um, after the show. So uh, one other thing I want to talk about is uh, Grounded. So, you know, we had an inside Xbox. There really wasn't too much. Uh, it was a pretty light show in terms of content. The focus was really on Grounded and Gears Tactics. And so I wanted to touch on those two things real quick. So we learned uh, Gears Tactics comes out April 28th, uh, PC only to start. But they did later announce, uh, we already knew it was coming to Xbox and console, but they did announce it's actually coming this year, which I didn't think was going to happen. I figured that would be a lot longer because obviously when you take an RTS or a XCOM style game from PC and you've got to port over to controller um, management, that can take some time, but pretty cool there. And then uh, Grounded is going into early access in late July, July 28th. It's going to be on Steam. It's going to be game preview, uh, Xbox Insiders, Game Pass, all that jazz. So... Uh, let's talk touch on these real quick, guys. Uh, I'll, I'll let you guys go first, and then I'll, I'll give you my thoughts. So, uh, Dan, let's start with you on this one. Um, I like the survival thing. Um, I've always been a big fan of those kind of games, if they're accessible, you know, where it's not like, you know, every step you take is, you know, potentially you're going to explode or something. You know, you know what I mean? I like, I like I like to have those those kind of games where, you know, just if they do it right, it could be really fun. I don't care about what they look, what graphics look like. I love Sea of Thieves. I think the graphics are awesome. You know, yeah, I mean, sea of Thieves is gorgeous. Yeah, it's it's a super fun game. You know, that's what the key is to this. You know, and it looks pretty cool. You know, it's kind of you know obviously got that kind of vibe with a was it Honey I Shrunk Your Kids kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, I'd like to see how it turns out. You know, if it's it, it's there, there's a there's a point where those kind of survival games kind of tip, you know, you've got to have enough to keep the person interested, but also, you know, not too much to where it makes it super complicated, you know, and I think it took, you know, like say, say the K, you know, it kind of took a little while for them to kind of find that balance, mm -hmm. you know, and I think they finally did, you know, it's a really good game. The Juggernaut Edition is really, really fun. Um, it's got that kind of, you know, survival aspect. I don't know if there's like a whole lot of story or anything involved in it, but I'm curious to see what it is. It's gonna be on Game Pass, right? So, fantastic! You know, another free game for me. Yeah, you uh, are you gonna be playing Gears Tactics at all? Trying it? Oh yeah, oh for sure. I'm gonna yeah, I got I'll be playing that on the PC day one. So um, I, I love XCOM games. I love those kind of strategy games too. So, um, we'll see how it is, man. It looks really good. It's uh, really good. Yeah, we haven't. I won't give my whole thoughts yet, but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm actually surprised. You guys know I'm a massive Gears fan, um, and I was already excited for this, but. The more I've read about it this week and the more they've shown, it actually looks way 
deeper and a bigger game than I thought it was going to be, which is impressive. So, Carr, are you getting in on either of these? Uh, grounded sort of um, intrigues me, I'm going to say. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I'm, I might give it a try. If it's on Game Pass, I might give it a try. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 to Dan's point, I just don't want it to be too complex. I just want it to be fun, easy to jump into, easy, you know, easy to get the just, just ease with that, with that type of game, but we'll see, we'll see. Um, as for Gears Tactics, I'm just not a tactical person at all. Okay. Uh, but that, that, I, I couldn't even play that game if I tried, to be honest. <laughs> fall apart, so, so yeah, grounded for me, grounded for me. Cool. Yeah, ground, grounded looks like that kind of game you could just jump into with some friends and just have a good time. I'm hoping that's what it is. I, I agree with you guys. If they... If there's too many systems, like underlying systems in that game, I think it would actually hurt it instead of help it. So we'll see. Bert, what are your thoughts, man? I know you're a Gears fan as well. Um, Don't really care for Grounded at all. If it turns into a fun multiplayer game and you want to play with some friends on a Saturday night or something, that's about as far as it'll go for me. But I'm more looking forward to Gears Tactics. looks amazing. I, to your point, I had no idea it was going to look that good. Yeah. I didn't know it was going to be that deep. Um, so I'm really excited to see that one. But something that actually impressed me more from the Xbox presentation was Minecraft Dungeons. Uh, to me, that yeah, looks, awesome. looks incredible. I yeah. That I'm more excited about than Grounded. I don't care for Grounded that much at all. It's a cool all concept. Right, we, all right, we, we get but, it. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I got I to gotta, I gotta put the red blanket back on. We heard you. You're, 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 your mic's working. You're good. Did, did you hear me about not not excited about grounded? <laughs> yeah, I looked no, no, no. and it looked like your ass was in the camera. I <laughs> swear to God, do that again. It looked like you put your do that again. Really? You're like right up there. I like turned away and I looked back and I looked thought I was looking at Bert's ass. <laughs> but no, it, it, it's good you brought up dungeons. I had actually forgotten about it, but do, it does look incredible. And all the previews um, that have gone up for. Um, have only made it sound even better. It sounds like a lighthearted Diablo 3, uh, which is great. Yep, it does. I hear it's pretty deep, too. It's not just your you know boring whatever Minecraft world. There's a lot of stuff you can do with the world, so I'm really yeah. excited about it. And the, uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but they released the map, the official like game world map this week for it, and it's huge. There's, I mean, it's massive. So um, I hope it's really deep, and I hope... Uh, I always talk with ARPGs around endgame. I hope there's an endgame of it uh, so it doesn't get boring after a few few hours, but... Um, yeah, for me, uh, Gears Tactics looks fantastic. Uh, you know, knowing that the lead character is Kate Diaz's dad, um, they actually did a novel again. So if you remember, they did a book prior to Gears 5 releasing, which ties to the story. There's actually a new book out that ties to this story. Um, and they announced, I don't know if you guys saw, but they said minimum to do, uh, to kind of get through this game and do the full story is like 40 hours. So, um, which is a way bigger game than I thought it was going to be. It looks fantastic. We put up an article yesterday. They did a developer blog around the boss battles. So you fight things like uh, corpsers and broomox and whatnot. And they're like uh, multi-stage puzzle battles. So if you haven't checked that out, it sounds uh, even more amazing. So I think Gears, <laughs> Gears Tactics is going to be incredible. <laughs> really, really funny comment from Dizzy here. I'm stoked <laughs> for Grounded, but I also allowed myself to be punished with Ark for years. <laughs> Ark is brutal, man. I, that is a tough game to get I've heard. Into. I haven't played it. I've had it downloaded forever, but I've heard it's a really hard game for new players. Yeah. Like, you just get beat up on when you first get in that game. That's, that's on the box art. <laughs> it's <laughs> just four people beating on someone. Like... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Dungeons, too, though. And So that's, yeah, I, I don't know why I forgot about Dungeons, but, I mean, we got Gears Tactics in two weeks, and then we got Dungeons a month after that. Um, cause that's late May. So it's going to be, going to be fun. I, I'm still, 
angry. May, like I literally had May as Last of Us Two. Like, leave me alone. Last of Us Two is releasing. I'm taking vacation time. Don't talk to me. I'm playing Last of Us Two. And uh, God damn it, I'm pretty disappointed. All right, final piece of news before we get to. I just have to say that. Final piece of news before we get to uh, what we're currently playing, and this is probably the biggest news of the day, so I just want to make sure everyone is aware of this, is that uh, Stadia <laughs> Stadia, wants you to come play on their platform. Uh, they're giving you two months free of the pro membership, so you get those amazing free games they offer every month, um, like Grid or a puzzle game from 2010. Uh, but <laughs> they're out there. You don't get the controller. You have to use your own controller. Um, but you can get two months free right now if you sign up. I don't know if Wilmy's still here. He might be. He might have left because he had to play some of the games on Stadia. But he <laughs> should be people. back in any minute. Then. Yeah, he should be back. Bert, the wet blanket has put him completely. Did I say something? But this was this was kind of funny. I don't think you know any other service whether. It's Xbox, Nintendo, PlayStation, anything else that came out and said, hey, you can play these games for free. Uh, it gets a whole bunch of, you know, recognition. Stadia came out where, like, we're giving away two months full subscription, pro subscription for free, and it yeah. landed like a wet blanket. Like, I don't I don't think I saw anyone respond to this at all. It was like, so? <laughs> yeah. And? Well, you know, I have been looking forward to playing Destiny 2 really bad, and also <laughs> Grid. Grid 1, I really want to play Grid, so I might get into that right after we finish here. So our <laughs> cog uh, from Lords uh, posted, he actually downloaded Destiny 2, to your point. He's a big Destiny player. He downloaded it on Stadia to try it. And he's like, I want to play a PvP match, but there's like 10 people yeah. online in PvP on Destiny 2 on Stadia. I mean, it's just, I, I, I don't know what's going on with them. And I know, you know, we talked a few weeks ago, they just opened a brand new development studio, which is going to make exclusive games for Stadia. God damn and it, I'm, what a waste of talent. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, do, uh, I just don't know how do you i mean you're google so the money's there right they can support it if they want to but how do you support stadia for a couple years yes. before you actually have exclusive titles it just doesn't seem feasible to me google just recent titles just something new Google's just going to leave Stadia to die in the woods. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, they're going to old. They're going to old yeller it. Yeah, <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. I mean, the, the launch was just ridiculous. Then you've got the, you've got. It's supposed to be more powerful, right? And it's supposed to be the X. And, and, no, it's, and, and, it's, it's supposed to, but any of the games that run that doesn't run them as well, really. You know, they talked yeah. about 4K. They talked about 10 teraflops, and when they actually run it in reality. It's not happening. No. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. It'll die, and no one will care. And the control. <laughs> yeah. Damn! Much. How did you send your wet blanket so quick over the pond to Carl there, Bert? That was fast. <laughs> well, got that State. express mail. Got that Royal Mail speed going. That Royal Mail. Yeah. You put those Nikes on and ran across the pond. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the whole development thing is like the worst part about the whole thing. It's like having, like the. Yeah, Brilliant scientists come over and work on your toilet. You know, it, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I don't understand why you would take, you know, uh, it was the lady from um, 
uh, Jade Raymond, Monica, right? Yeah. Well, no, Jade Raymond is the is one of the heads of Stadia, and then the uh, studio head oh, of yeah, yeah. Santa, okay. Sony Santa Monica is now leading the new studio for Stadia. Yes. Right. Yeah. That huge. I mean, I, the money had to be so good. I mean, it had to be like ridiculously good. Yeah. Like at some point, you just got to go. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, like yeah. I told you, man, she she's a little older, right? So if you're at the tail end of your career and you've had a career that put out titles like God of War, right? Your right. studio head for Sony and PlayStation for all those years. Why, honestly, if you want to work for like four or five more years, you take those Google bucks. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I'm make not, that money for a few years, and then you're you're retired. I mean, there's not a lot of people that would turn that down. I honestly. would. I would for sure do it. I just it just makes me sad. That, right. you know, for sure do it with her talent yeah i mean you could go pretty much anywhere you wanted to and you chose to go to a something that was dead on arrival basically and it, i mean i i'm sorry google i mean i've been with you know i've got an android phone i've got google fiber here i've got you know i'm, I'm in your ecosystem and i know how shitty you are so, <laughs> wow. if i had if i plugged in and i got stadia save for my you know i had i can't even just naturally or natively put it on, you know, since I have Google Fiber, I'd have to get like a Chromecast or something. And, you know, it, it would run like garbage. You know, that's my problem. You know, it's, it's they, they just, like Carl said, they just kind of let things go when they just aren't making enough money for them, you know, and, and it just doesn't make any sense. And there's gonna be like five people that play this game that when it comes out in five years, you know, <laughs> that's all that'll be left. Watch it be an incredible game that no one plays. Yeah, that'd be yeah, just people are gonna be like, I gotta dust off my controller. That so I've funny enough, Z Black just said uh, he said his brother went to school with Jade Raymond. So that's yeah. pretty cool. She's awesome. Yeah, not in the right place. <laughs> and Matt, oh, what's shit. up, man? Um, yeah, so Matt, that partially was our fault. So we actually, uh, you know, twelve o'clock came around. And uh, we started the show and then realized it never actually went live. So we talked for about four minutes before even turning the broadcast on. So you can blame that one on us. Yeah. But good to see you in chat, man. Oh. So, all right. Uh, let's talk about what we're playing. I want to hear about some different games, man. Bert, let's start with you. What have you been up to? I know you've been playing all kinds of random stuff. So. Yeah, with this... Uh... With this um, shelter-in-place policy we got going on here, I've had a lot of extra time to play games. I went back and played Sea of Solitude. Um, it was a game that I saw during one of the threes that interested me quite a bit. It was um, last year. Yeah, it was, it was last yeah, year. yeah. And um, it's a pretty good game. I mean, it's fun. It needs a lot. It needed a little bit more polish solely on the animations um, of the characters moving around. But the overall game's pretty good. You could finish it up in about twelve hours. It's it's pretty fun. Um, went back and actually invested time into Nier Automata. Uh, now that it's on Xbox Game Pass, I got about halfway through the first playthrough on PlayStation, and now I finished all four playthroughs and Jesus. ending. And it's fantastic. It's it has jumped into one of my top ten games of this past generation. It's absolutely amazing. Um, highly recommend it. Uh, if you're stuck somewhere, I highly suggest passing through it. The first playthrough is actually the worst, and then it just gets better and better and better every time you play. Um, been playing a ton of Warzone Season 3, and then I'm actually playing Shadow of Colossus on the PlayStation 4. I'm on the sixth Colossus right now, so having a good time with the extra time. God, you're playing a bunch of games I couldn't get yeah. into. I like yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to do it. Dan, what you been up to, man? Uh... Kind of a little bit of everything. So I, I reinstalled, actually, I started Mad Max again. I really Ooh, want to get finished that, that too. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. That's one of them I really want to get through because I've, I've always gotten to like a certain point and then something else has come out or something. Uh, that's a big one. 
and I want to do We Happy Few if I could figure out what the hell is happening after a certain point. I just always get to this one point. It's the same thing. I, and it's like, what do I do now? Stick with uh, it, man. That's yeah. a good game. It's got a really good story. Yeah, I, I really want to try that out. Um, and I actually, I've been playing Breakpoint quite a bit, right? And so then I was like, you know what? I want to go back to Wildlands and see how it compares to it now, you know, that I've gone through Breakpoint twice. Um, and Wildlands is still better. <laughs> but like, everything is the only thing that I think Breakpoint has on it is like your little save point areas and the graphics are slightly better, but not really enough to make a difference. Um, so Wildlands for me is still the king. And it, I've been playing a little bit of that. And then um, uh, I'm about to jump back on Division 2 also because I need to get the uh, this new thing going or whatever it is there. Their monthly they got a new uh, event going on, yeah. Yeah, new, yeah, some new event. So I'll jump on there and see how that's working out. Um, bought Animal Crossing, still haven't played it. Kids are playing it. Uh, <laughs> just a shout out to Nintendo, you scrubs. Um, the fact that you can only have one island for a Switch is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, so if my son's the one to play on their Switch, they, they, they share one, they can technically have two profiles on the same island if i understand correctly but they can't have their own island and their own save so i'm not sure what the, i mean i know why they did it you know i mean it's one thing to say okay well you have to have your own copy for the of the game to access and enjoy it's another thing to say you have to have your own console to have your own save all right so screw you, Nintendo. I love you, but screw you for doing stupid stuff like this. Nintendo it's, does stuff like that yeah, all and, the time, and they get, get away with it. Yeah, I've got three Switches, right? <laughs> See, but, it works. Yes, this is because of Nintendo. <laughs> I hate them. God, I hate so, them. So I understand. You're saying you can have uh, multiple profiles on a Switch, right? Yes. You could even have multiple copies of the game, but locked to the actual physical console, you can only have right. one island in Animal Crossing. Yes, per Switch. That's bizarre, man. Yeah. That is bizarre. It's Why would you not even allow a single person to make multiple islands if they want to? That's right. like saying Minecraft came out, you can only have one world. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It, it, it's Oh, it makes sense from a, you know, I want to bleed you dry standpoint. <laughs> but short of that, yeah. I mean, it, it's just it's just, God, it's so frustrating. Because I was like, oh, I'm going to get in on it. But then, you know, I've got my three boys, and they're, you know, I had no way to play now. So, because I have to play on their island. I don't want to screw up their island. I don't even know what it means. And I don't even, I've never even played an Animal Crossing game. I just wanted to try it out. I just see people posting memes about selling turnips, and yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm out of it. I don't know what's going on with that game. I I give it a shot so I can properly criticize it. But, um, I guess that's never going to happen. <laughs> so unless I go out and buy a new Switch, which are running about $800 right now. Yeah, right. Yeah, so. So, Carl, uh, I know you've been playing Warzone. We talk about that. Um, and you've got some kids in the house as well, man. What have you guys been up to? Uh, well, the youngest has been playing Roblox constantly. Okay. So, that's a huge game, game for the younger audience, man. It's yeah. huge. I, I don't even get it. So I just go up to her sometimes and say, what are you doing? And she's saying, I'm playing Prison Life. And I've got a shank, and by that, I just walk away. <laughs> That's too deep for me. Stay out of the shower. But, uh, but, but yeah, I, I, you know what? I downloaded Black Mesa on Steam. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Half-Life. That's a Half-Life remake, right? Yeah, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. I'm going to get a time when, when everyone's out the living room and I've got the PC to myself. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try getting through that again because I really love the original Half Life. It was one of my favorite games. Okay. I might go back and revisit that. But other than that, um, I ain't playing no Stadia at all. <laughs> so you're like the rest of the world. Yeah, I ain't playing it. <laughs> the people at Stadia were like, everyone's at home. They're gonna have to be forced to play, and still nobody's playing Stadia. They just didn't go anywhere. It's a shame. No. So, um, yeah, no, Black, let me know about that because I played Half-Life years and years ago. I was never a huge fan of it, um, but I do, I would really like to experience it. And I saw that released on Steam and I almost bought it and I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to have time to play it. I still have, I'm playing too much tanks. I'm just tanking every day. And so I haven't even gone back to Doom yet, which is kind of my top priority. So, but uh, I'm really interested to hear how good that is. I've seen really good things about it. Yeah. Mm. That was like a, uh, it was a fan-supported mod, right, that Valve eventually came out and officially supported, and now it's an official release, right? Yeah, and it looks really good as well. It really improved all the way. The graphics, and the, the, it looks like the AI and the, um, the, the NPCs have all been, been improved, because they yeah. can never run and shoot. They'd always have to stop and shoot. But now they can run and shoot. There's all little changes like that. So, uh, yeah, I want to I go back and revisit it, because that was... That was cool back in the day. I think it's also fully running on the Source engine now, too, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that happened when they did. I, we did a little story on the site. I just forget it off the top of my head um, of when Valve kind of stepped in and decided to help make it an official thing. So pretty cool. It's, I think it's 20 or 30 bucks. I need to I need to check that out. 15 quid for me. Yeah. So I, I've got nothing to talk about on this plane, guys. It's the same past few weeks. I've been playing nothing but World of Tanks and uh, some Warzone with these guys. That's it, literally. Um, World of Tanks has all these damn events going on, and uh, they just draw you in day over day. But I will say, and I mentioned this to Dan before, man, the, the one mode in World of Tanks right now is crazy. It's, so it's 30 on 30 tanks. So there's 60 tanks, and it's a 9-kilometer map. Um, so if you, if you just think about you know how cool it is and how different the experience is every single time you play, because there's all these, there's like 500 different tanks, You've got 60 players and you've got a nine kilometer map. It's just absolute chaos. Um, so it's a hell of a lot of fun and I just can't get away from it. So, and then what they do, of course, is, you know, the more you play, you earn things in the game. And then if you get to the highest levels, you get these tokens, which you can unlock like high end tanks for free, for free. So they keep you playing day after day, which is smart, of course. But anyway, all right, I got another giveaway to do. So I owe someone else. Let me uh, talk amongst yourselves just for a second. Let me yes, get sure everyone's yeah. in here. Yeah, how's the hanging? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Bert, I, we were going to talk about, uh, just real quick, talk about the uh, uh, long-term mm -hmm. review of the Elite 2 you did. Yeah, yeah so we did the Elite Series 2 uh, controller. Um, a lot of people have just really been looking for feedback as to how it works long-term. If you remember, the Elite 1 was horrible long-term. Things would fall apart on it. The rubber would fall apart from the back. So we actually did a long-term review of it, and it landed almost exactly at the six-month mark. Uploaded that, and we do a comparison to what the issues were on the first Elite controller and what we thought about it from a Series 2 uh, and the comparisons, and also it hasn't lasted that long. So a lot of good traffic on that one. It's gone really, really well. Yeah. Um, we also did... Um, an Xbox original controller and Xbox 360 joystick replacement, in case you've been wondering how that works. Um, I needed it for a number of my controllers, and so I just figured I'd do a DIY for that so people can see how that works. So, Yeah, it's uh, seen a really good response on the uh, Elite 2 long-term review. A lot of nice comments, so it's a really good video. So if you're one of those people that's 
kind of still on the fence about getting an elite series two, or if you have an elite one and you're wondering what the differences are and if it's truly worth it or not. Um, I don't think I say this all the time. I don't know anyone that's kind of taking these things apart and mess with them more than Bert. So he knows what he's talking about. Uh, so take a look at that video. Um, any of you guys here know what round guard is? So Tim A in chat said he's playing Animal Crossing and Round Guard. I have no idea what Round Guard is. Round Guard. I hear I hear Google is good for that. <laughs> I don't want to type in right now. I, are you saying it's on Stadia? Is that what you're talking about? It is on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation Four, Xbox One, not on Stadia. <laughs> so it's developed by Google. It's just not on Stadia. No. Um, looks like some kind of a interesting. Some okay. kind of an interesting, okay. Mm -hmm. Looks like some kind of like a shooter type game type thing, like kind of Rezo gun looking like, but I'm not sure that I can just looks like that from the screenshots. Cool. Cool. Um, all right. So funny enough, Matt came back to the chat here. Um, he said he hasn't seen a real human being in days. I guess, <laughs> I guess, yeah, if you're, if you're living alone and you're locked down, yeah, I guess that would be true. I know you're working on that home theater, but Matt, congrats, man. Your name came up as the uh, second uh, second giveaway winner. So if you're still there and listening, uh, hit me up. Let me know what platform you want it for. You can just type it in chat, and I'll send it over um, with Dizzy's later today. So congrats. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, so that's about it, guys. I think we're going to wrap this up. I know, Bert, you just talked about your videos. I wanted to mention that we uh, welcomed another new writer to the site yesterday formally. Uh, his name is Elliot. He's actually Australian. And so it's been really funny working with him over the past several weeks because uh, it's a 15-hour time difference. From where I am, let's um, put another shrimp on the Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> what a racist son of a bitch! Wow, you see what happens when you invite a Mexican? You see what happens? Go around and just talk Sorry, I just said Austrian. My bad. That makes more sense. <laughs> so um no he's a really good guy he has a uh he has a youtube channel and he's done some content for other sites but he, he reached out to me a little while ago and so we started talking and uh he put up his first uh full article yesterday which is an opinion piece on why borderlands 3 is one of the um best games of 2019 in his opinion so it's getting him really really good traction so well i just wanted to formally welcome him on the podcast so elliot welcome he goes by direct gaming so you can check that out. That's on uh, featured on the site right now. Um, we've got some guests lined up for future episodes as well. Uh, I know I've been talking about that for a while. Now that we've gotten this whole live show kind of format worked out and the technology seems to be working well, we'll get some of those guys on. A lot of the guys you'll be familiar with are on other podcasts that uh, that you already check out. So, um, And then, uh, yeah, we are expecting uh, some big news this week from the Xbox side. Uh, apparently, the Xbox team has partnered with other outlets, so IGN is apparently going to be talking about some big news come Monday, which we'll be covering, and it'll time out well because my next big article from um, is coming this week as well, which I've been talking about, which is on Xbox and moving into next gen. So it'll touch on some of those things as well. So want to close it out uh thank you guys bert it's been awesome having you back man um really fun to uh kind of reflect on the big cast over the past few years uh, i forgot to throw the image up earlier for you guys that are still in chat here is the original image from bitcast zero showing how uh, our professional studio like quality that we were using at the time so there's a good look um Pretty pretty standard, really. You know, I'm laughing. Bert is wondering where his wet blanket is. Um, but, 
man. We had a different logo. We had a different banner. We had all kinds of different things going on. I wasn't. I don't think we're even in the same houses as we are now. So lots changed in a few years. So pretty funny. But um, <clears throat> and then Carl, man, awesome to finally uh, have you on. Yeah, and uh, you know, I know we talk offline a lot, but cool to have you on the podcast. We'll definitely have you back in the future. Um, you got to keep us posted as to when the next uh, article is coming because that article you wrote was uh, was fantastic. And I always like to say that there's not a lot of sites out there that um, publish content like that. You know, um, if you want to go to Kotaku and hear about why easy mode is easy, you know, you can do that on a daily basis. You know, and enjoy yourself. But if you want to actually read about something uh, important and uh, that gives you some context to the gaming industry, articles like yours are fantastic. So. Um, Carl, where can we find you? Anything you want to say, um, you know, before we head out? Just on Twitter at the real KD. Main so here, that's it. Yeah. The real KD. The real KD. <laughs> it was on Stadia, but you know, it doesn't matter. He's dead. But yeah. <laughs> Someone had already taken it on Stadia. You could probably go in on Stadia right now and get KD. No one's taking it. Any, you can get anything. Yeah, you can no, get no Carl, Carl on there. Carl, <laughs> Carl. We should all sign up for Stadia with just our our normal first names. <laughs> Bert, Dan, <laughs> Carl, Haynes. <laughs> Everyone's on a first name basis. <laughs> Every multiplayer lobby you get into, it's the same guys. So like, what's up, Dan? What's up, Dave? Haynes <laughs> is online. Sweet. Yeah, sweet. Although, let's be honest, there's like four Ainses in the world, so you know, whatever. Dan, what's going on, man? What do you want to close out with? Uh, just stay safe, everybody. Um, continue yeah. to quarantine, shelter in place. Yeah. Uh, Unlike some of the people you see out there that are having parties still everywhere. and hanging out everywhere. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Crazy. Happy Easter and- to everybody that celebrates it. Also. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And uh, Bert, I said I said all that stuff about you. I didn't actually let you speak. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> Go ahead, close it out, man. No, I mean, thanks for listening. It's been fun. Uh, and send me an invite anytime you want that special third south of the border mentality. Yeah, <laughs> happy to bring the wet blanket at any time. If you got something really fun going on and you're like, there's just too much fun on this bitch. Too much fun going on. Let me know. <laughs> All right, guys, man. It's been a blast. Uh, episode 100. Thanks to everyone in chat. Thanks for stopping by. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, we'll see you next week, um, possibly with another guest. We'll see. Till then. Beautiful.